0: Welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, coordinator of media. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at S Smith at EPI A few announcements, folks. First, please help us spread the word about the Bishop coadjutor position. Share those job links far and wide on your social media. We hope to get a strong pool of candidates for this exciting time in our diocese. Next, be sure to check out St. Crispin's Multi-Generational Family Camp Weekend, which is happening August 9th through 11th. St. Crispin's is the perfect getaway for folks who want to get out in nature and experience some peace and God's beauty. Such a great spot and so much to do out there. I personally enjoy the kayaking in the giant bonfire pit. Lastly, congrats to all of our seniors from our Episcopal schools in the state. We wish them many blessings on their next adventure. All right, let's get into this week's episode with a disaster response coordinator, the Reverend Paul Snyder. In case y'all didn't know, Deacon Paul is an incredible resource to our diocese. He's a retired police officer and sheriff. He has been literally on the scene of most of the biggest disasters and emergency situations in our state's history in probably the last 50 years. This man is connected, knows his stuff, and has a huge heart to be with communities during times of trauma and chaos. We are so thankful for your ministry, Deacon Paul. Today, Paul and I chat about the state of things in Oklahoma, what our diocese is doing to help folks and how folks can help those in need. Hope y'all enjoy. Here's Deacon Paul. So I'm just going to ask you some basic questions about what's going on with disaster stuff, but I wanted to, Paul, first, just if you could explain to folks just a little bit about who you are and when you became a deacon and maybe what you did before that
1: my name is Paul Snyder uh, I am the disaster preparedness and response person for the Diocese of Oklahoma I became a deacon in 2010 I'd been a chaplain for about 25 years uh, starting around the time of the murder bombing uh, I was in law enforcement for 46 years and uh, so I've seen a lot of disasters and a lot of things and that happens, and I've always been wanting to be there to help others when they needed help, and uh, so that it moved me from that into uh, working for the church, because I still want to be there to help others when they need help. We have other members of the disaster team scattered out through the state, and I'm Sorry I don't have my list here or I'd mention their names, uh, but I do appreciate their help, and they keep an eye on different parts of the state for us. If I think a disaster to happen in an area, you know, what you hear on the news is not always totally accurate. Sometimes I can call one of these other disaster team members to kind of go check things out for me. Right now, our uh, disaster in Oklahoma is so statewide that uh, I'm going to be calling on a lot of people to, to help out. And uh, right now we are setting up with other mem- disaster teams. Uh, We're a part of Oklahoma VOAD, which is stands for Volunteers Active During Disaster. And... Uh, There are several members of this organization, which is all non-profit, but we team up together to try to uh, bring to the table everything that we can and everything we have to offer. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We're uh, concentrating this next week. We'll be in northeastern part of Oklahoma because there's been like Tulsa County was hit so hard, Muskogee County was hit so hard, uh, and now they're talking about adding several other counties even further northeast in the state.
0: So what exactly do you do in your role as the disaster coordinator? You you mentioned a couple things, like you communicate with other folks that are in different areas of the state, because obviously our state is pretty large. It covers a lot of ground. Um but what types of things are you, I'm sure you're um, obviously the voice and the help of the diocese, financial and otherwise, but what types of things do we offer? Um, and do you physically go out to a lot of these places?
1: Yes, we, uh, I do go out. Uh, we are statewide, which covers a lot of area, and usually a disaster is, is kind of concentrated in a space Area, but this one's so spread out. Uh, a lot of what we do is we go to the centers, what they call marks, and that's mobile resource centers. Uh, and we, what the Episcopal Diocese does particularly is hand out gift cards for immediate essentials. You know, it may only be fifty dollars or something, but you know, if it helps you get, you know, been been a, being a victim of disaster myself when the house burned down, uh, you realize, you know, I don't even have a toothbrush or, you know, any essentials that you think of on a day-to-day basis. So we try to give them a helping hand in in getting these essentials. And like I say, you'll find people from other uh, jaunders that, you know, maybe deals with fencing, like in the western part of the state when we had such large— fire fires there was a uh, a lot of people lost a lot of cattle and their fencing so there was people there to help with that so uh, we do I do go out uh, I see a lot of the disaster I was fortunate enough to get some people out of McAllister to go to Haleyville we just did that a few weeks ago and I took down gift cards there for them the pass out Uh, There was another one then in Blue, Oklahoma, which is down by Durant, and I did go down and and, uh, and man that station, and we do have several more coming up.
0: So what areas, can you give us a rundown, maybe um, just as much as you know, of the different areas that we're involved in or folks are needing help right now? And maybe tell us, was it? is it flooding damage or was it tornado damage? I mean, we have like every natural disaster possible. I'm sure we did stuff with earthquakes, you know, the last couple of years. Um, So what's, what is going on in the last month really?
1: Mostly flooding, been some tornadoes. Um, Like say, Northeast part of state was really hit hard, but that's not to take away from any damage done like what was done in Canadian County or Logan County. We, we will be having meetings on disaster up in Logan County. You know, they lost a lot of houses to the Cimarron River. Uh, and a lot of what you know we do is initial. And what I would like in the near future to have, and we'll be sending out information on it, is uh, some of these places put together teams. And if we could put together Teams, according to the Clericus area, of uh, people that have the capability of, say, tarping a house uh, or clean up debris. Uh, we have done some, a lot of that in the past where if I can get some people together, you know, we have maybe an elderly person who has a tree limb down against their door and they can't get out of their house. And we'll go out with chainsaws and cut them up and clean up some of the debris and get their yard where they can at least function uh, and some of these places send out teams to uh, people that say we'll get up and tarp roofs to keep the rain and more damage out of the house until people can get out there so those are the goals that we are working towards right now in finance that we had from the past and we try to make it stretch as far as we could is obviously about gone and uh, so we will also be looking at ways to uh, gather up funds, funds to help these people rebuild. Uh, I know an example was uh, St. Christopher's, where I happen to be deacon. Uh, for their Lenten uh, deal, they they gathered up about twenty five hundred dollars to put towards gift cards and stuff for some of these events. So. Uh, anybody that has an idea and of ways for that we can gather up funds or want to donate something or wants to participate because they think they're capable of, say, going out on a crew and, and doing something, uh, I would certainly love for them to email me at the office.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like we need, like, a sign-up – Sheet full of people who have gifts and talents, like you said, people that have chainsaws, people that have pickup trucks, people that have special skills um, that can offer that when the time comes, because obviously we're one of those states that we have severe weather, like almost year round, but especially right now in May, in June, April, that we could lean on our resources and our biggest resources, are people. Um, But so that was my other question. Like what else can churches do besides just giving money? And I love that idea. Um, having it be a part of some sort of giving time in, in the liturgical year, that would make a lot of sense. I would think for churches to say, okay, every, every Pentecost or whatever, um, holiday it is, this, this offering is going to be for our relief fund for the diocese. I think that's super, um, smart way to do it but are there other ways that we haven't thought of that folks could or it's like individual churches because I know for instance our church in Muskogee um, had a, a relief center perhaps at the church and had um, some of these essential items and gift cards available um, or what have what are other ways you've seen churches get involved especially when it hits their area
1: well, I encourage our churches to work with their local emergency managers. Uh, you know, what does your church have to offer? Let them come and look around. Uh, maybe you have a nice parking lot, and they can park equipment there during disaster times. Uh, you know, you have a coffee pot, and you can say, well, first responders, can, when they need a break, can come in here and get a cup of coffee, or the charging station where people can charge things. So get with your local emergency managers and and have a conversation as to what you already have that you might be able to offer the community. Uh, yes, Muskogee had opened up that shelter, and that was wonderful. Uh, we've had some that just to open up, and I'm sorry, I can't think of the name of it, I'd, or I'd brag on them, um, but they opened up like a cooling shelter there in a very heat of the summer when people need to particularly homeless just need a place to get in and cool off and maybe get a bottle of water so there's a lot of things they can do it doesn't have to be something on a grand scale it's just something that we're reaching out to other god's people and saying you know this is what we have and we like to post that stuff out there and let the word get around so that people would know to come to that location uh So there's just many things that, you know, it's hard to say what can be done because there's so much that one person can't think of all of it. So just kind of use your imagination and say, you know, what do I have to offer? Now, I know one of the clubs I'm a member of had bought some backpacks and filled them with essentials, you know, like uh, uh. the little travel-sized bottles of shampoo or toothpaste and maybe a clean pair of socks and, you know, uh, feminine hygiene or whatever they think might need to go in these small backpacks. And then they were capable, you know, in a disaster area, they could drive around and hand out these backpacks to people so they could at least have something, you know, that's their own. And that's part of why we do with the gift cards is because when – if you're a victim of disaster, and I know a lot of you have been, because obviously in Oklahoma we don't say if there's another disaster, we say when there's another disaster. Uh, but you know that you lose control of things. You know, you used to be in a little control of your life, and now all of a sudden you don't have any control. So by doing certain things like giving them a gift card or, or something tangible, then it gives them the ability to take a certain amount of control of their life back. And, and it helps them work through the process.
0: When folks donate to the diocese, and I'll put a link in there where people can get on our diocesan mm-hmm. website and donate, what does that money go towards? Is it just gift cards or are there other things?
1: No, we're on the long-term recovery committee as part of VOAD. Uh That's one of the committees I'm on. And what we do is we let people exhaust their other resources. You know, they might have insurance. If FEMA pays something. You know, we let them look at other resources. But if they're just out of resources and they say, you know, uh, I need, you know, a new well. We've dealt with that or, or other items around the house, uh, other things that the insurance wouldn't pay for. Then we have caseworkers that bring these before the long-term recovery committee, and we all go together and try to pull what resources we have. And if someone's well has got flooded and damaged, uh, and is contaminated or something, they need some money to help repair well. Then we all go together and throw in funds to help them re- do that well. We've helped with, help with uh, driveways that's been washed out, and actually went to get in with. Um, several others like Catholic Charities and I think uh, Salvation Army and, and some others uh, and we actually in the uh, Mennonites like I say we work with everybody the Mennonites actually did the labor and we built two brand-new homes uh, in northwest part of Oklahoma after all the fires they had been living in trailers they did not have insurance uh, you know their place was totally destroyed and for just a little bit more money than trying to purchase a trailer and have it brought in and set up was you know, midnights went in and built them a two-bedroom stick house. Uh, so this is some of the things that we do. We, we just And we don't ask somebody's religious affiliation. Uh, there's a certain amount of, you know, we put uh, some Episcopalians in certain circumstances. In other words, if we get a direct contact that we have a member in one of our congregations needing some help, then we as a diocese is gonna reach out to that individual and try to do what we can to help. But as far as overall part of uh, working as a team, when there's a large disaster, then that's what we do, and we pour our resources and try to get these people back on their feet and back in their homes.
0: Last question, Um, what should folks do if they need help? If they find themselves in a situation with weather-related damage and issues? How do they, what would be your advice um, to seek help?
1: Well, they can certainly email me here at the diocese and let me know what's going on. They can also reach out if if, like we can't put people up in housing particularly, we don't have that much funds, but they can check with the Red Cross or other places where they might go and stay. Uh, But certainly, you know, if we'll do what we can as a diocese and if uh, depending on what it is that they're needing help with, I might have resources or contact information of somewhere else that we might reach out to that might be able to, to help them.
0: Thanks for joining us y'all be sure to sign up for the diocesan newsletter at our website epiok.org newsletter and follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma see y'all next week and peace be with you